0: And now, weighing
1: in, out of the blue corner,
0: Josh the Paul Thompson.
1: 100% And on the other
0: mic, he weighs in from the red corner, Big John McCarthy.
1: Welcome, everybody. Weighing in, Big John McCarthy, Josh Thompson, podcast Dave. Um, there was one thing I wanted to talk about real quick uh, about last week's show. Okay. Last week, we got into um, some political stuff, and I wanted to make it very clear to you guys that it's not something that we will be doing a lot,
0: uh, oh, very often.
1: God. What I wanted to say Goodbye. was like, I we understand that you guys come to us um, for your getaway from all that other crazy stuff, and when you guys there come you to us, you come to us for MMA, and we are here to deliver you guys MMA information and what our thoughts are, our professional thoughts are, and um, that's exactly hold what it, you guys can Hold
0: it, hold it, hold it. Are we professional? I, I would think. I think we spend Dude, this much time. Dude, I feel good right <laughs> now. We're professional. Now everyone will say, oh, John was drunk.
1: <laughs> well, it is what? <laughs> one in the morning where you're at right now? Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just wanted all of our fans, all of our subscribers, everyone to understand that. Look, we will sometimes give our tidbits, but we know that you guys come to us specifically for MMA promotion, MMA fights, MMA content. And that's what we're here to deliver for you guys. Um, I know that last week it was kind of hostile all throughout the United States, all around the world pretty much. So we just wanted to touch on it. We kind of got into it a little bit much. But we wanted to thank you guys for subscribing to us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, all the platforms. We appreciate you guys. Please hit the subscribe button, a thumbs up on YouTube. And um, that shares our videos to everyone as we say weekly, and we thank you guys for continue to support us. Um, let's get in the fight. Well, let's man. go
0: UFC two fifty.
1: I was um, I don't know if it's now that we finally have gotten used to the no crowd. I'm starting to notice things that I didn't notice from the first couple fights with no crowd. The like what? there's a couple things, um. I don't know wow, if wow you to two things. That nah, there's that's more amazing. than there's more than a couple of things. <laughs> <laughs> what
2: do you got, uh, John? Just bring your mic up a tiny little bit for me, please. Bring yeah. your mic. Yeah, just so that I can uh, hear you a little bit better because we we How's all that? we better? all love that referee yeah. professional opinion. Over yes,
1: now. we do. Yes, we uh, do. Fuck
2: so that shit.
1: So we there's a couple things i think that in the beginning it was new so it was kind of just excitement to see fights in general like i was i was excited for the first couple shows the ufc did i was energized i was like fuck yeah there's fights there's sports there's what there's everything and i was it was nice to hear rogan's voice and nice to hear dc's voice and annick and these guys get into it nice to see the fighters getting after it i think now that the dust has settled we're i'm starting to notice that a lot of the fighters are not looking as sharp as they normally look I don't know if it's because of the crowd or the lack of a crowd, I should
0: say. Lack of a crowd.
1: Um, Or they're just, I think maybe the fighters have started hearing um, what other fighters have talked about. Maybe they've probably fed off them like, hey, you'll probably be able to hear you know, Rogan talk. You'll probably be able to hear DC talk. I just, I don't know. And then now I feel like too, we're getting into a little bit of this with the Felicia Spencer and Amanda Nunes fight. We're getting into, oh, the fight should have been stopped. I'm sorry, but there was never a moment where she was taking way too much damage. Not until, like, there was a couple there at the end, in the end of the fourth, I think, and the end of the fourth. But <laughs> yeah. my point is is that she, she was never in it. I get it. She was never in the fight. But she also, there was moments there where she got rocked, she got hit and clipped, but then Amanda didn't push the pace to try and get her out of there like she did with Cyborg. Now, I don't know if that's because of a lack of crowd. I don't know if that's because, like, you, no. you know you've got all the... Sometimes the energy will get that's you to that's, go. I'm like, the, ener- the lack of
0: crowd. The energy on, will get when you went, when, to go. When she went after Cyborg. Why did you go? Well, she hurt her. Well, she, but she actually she hurt Felicia a couple times today, again. too. And, you know, if there's one thing Felicia Spencer has proven, yep. Now fighting both Cyborg and Amanda Nunez, look at that girl is tough. All right. She, no, she is was... a, she is a, she reminds me of Tex Cobb. Remember Tex Cobb? No, I don't. Oh Jesus, <laughs> no, you don't. young bastard! What are you, seventy
1: six? <laughs>
0: nah, Tex, Tex Cobb fought Larry Holmes for the heavyweight world championship. Mm-hmm. Howard Cosell said, "I'm never, never gonna announce another fight because Tex Cobb took so much damage, but oh. Larry Holmes could not get rid of him." And you know, it, Tex Cobb was the guy that if you went in a bar and you hit him with a bar stool, he'd turn around, and look at you, smile, and just whip your ass. And so that was that's kind of like you know, Felicia Spencer, she just is tough. She she has no quit in her, but what Joe and DC are talking about, especially after the fourth round, saying, eh, look it. And I you don't know what the scorecards are exactly, but I would have said that there was at least one 10-8, possibly two 10-8 rounds that she had lost. The other ones she had lost. So there's no there is no way she can win on the scorecards what has she done as far as hitting amanda with punches to show that she can possibly hurt her or put her out and nothing she hit her with her best shot and amanda just walked through it mm-hmm. and so then we get into okay well you know where we said look she's got a chance if she can get on the ground be on top we you know, we knew that her ground game on top she's very good yeah underneath is a different story she's just not quite you know the same type of grappler and there's you know that's the way grapplers are you get grapplers that are outstanding on their back and you get ones that are outstanding being in the top position so she she wasn't able to even get to that top position ever really and show that she didn't have a submitter's chance in the fight either so why are you putting her back out for the fifth round why so you can watch her get beat on more so you can watch her take more shots so you can watch her Possibly get altered as a fighter i'm not I'm not saying that you know herb should have stopped the fight or anything like that. he shouldn't have herb did a great job. He brought the doctor in at a certain point in the mm-hmm. fifth round. that was a smart move by herb, but I can understand why d c and Joe brought that up because it's a viable point <laughs> yeah no no i'm not dis i didn't say I was disagreeing with that oh,
1: I said no, I don't want to continue <laughs> to hear this though for all these why? other fights that eventually go on. Because here's the thing, and I'm going to use this as an, exa- as an example. Is, and I don't I, I, I want to feel like I'm kind of like stuck in the middle. If I feel, should feel bad, like Misha Tate when she fought Holly Holmes, she didn't have a great fight. It was okay. She landed some clean shots, but it she was she was struggling really to get the fight to the ground wasn't able to really mount a whole lot of offense on the feet she had landed some clean shots did whoa, some good whoa, stuff whoa
0: whoa, S- stop, whoa stop stop i know right look there. look stop
1: stop stop but let me let she me hit <laughs>
0: what she had won the second round 10-8 yes oh, right. How she dominated because she got yeah you don't remember it but what i wrecked the fucking fight okay okay all right but my, so okay she had won one of the rounds 10-8 okay, so, okay yes she was behind yes going into the fifth round but if she won the fifth round she had a chance of winning the whole fight, okay. and then not only did she win the fifth round, mm-hmm. she choked Holly unconscious. No, you I, remember that? Part? Yes, I do remember that. That was okay, my point. Mr. Memory, let's go. That
1: was my point, but you rudely interrupted. So when I, I got to the fifth round, what my point was is that when you get when you have these fighters that sure they're not they don't seem like they're mounting a lot of offense. If you look at the Glover and the Anthony Smith fight, there was moments there where he just was in a fetal position on all fours with hooks in, like, getting beat on. That, to me, like, that was a reason for them to stop the fight. This one here, she took some shots, Felicia Spencer did, she took some shots. And, but there was never a follow-up. There wasn't like, let me get after her, let me get her out of there. Now, there was a little bit, there is, for, for people, fight fans at home, you guys need to understand, when you're ahead and you know you're ahead and you're in control why do anything stupid they may potentially get yeah. you knocked out so i understand that part i also understand so too that a crowd will sometimes energize you to get that okay. person out of there.
0: i will agree with you Well, no, that was Thompson. the point i
1: was trying Hold to get on. to before John i was interrupted Thompson. twice
0: i just i just <laughs> want to tell you that is a very legitimate point i am so proud of you for i was trying to get to it. It. you are a genius <laughs>
1: <laughs> i was trying to get to it so my my, my and when we go back to the misha tate fight look that she was there was moments there where she was struggling to get the fight to the ground and like i, I do recall her i do recall her winning one of the rounds you were saying 10-8 my memory obviously ct doesn't allow me to go back that far and i'm a huge <laughs> misha tate fan probably more than most um but it came down to the fifth round, and you were saying that she she really needed to pull it out of her ass to get there, and yeah. she did. And when you have someone like Felicia Spencer who has good submissions, can potentially do that. But then once I saw the first in the, in the first what minute of the fifth round, she got put on bottom. I'm like, this is over. Like, there's really like as a corner, why even bother with elbows? Why even bother t- giving her the amount of time to get cut, elbowed, knocked out, whatever? Maybe potentially submitted. All of those things. Uh, as a corner, I would have probably suggested that we throw on the towel then, or stop the fight then for the next four minutes because there was no reason. And I've we have had this discussion with you about with Crazy Bob. Uh, he said, "Like you're you're behind. You need to go out there. and You need to get it fucking done. If you don't get it done in this first little bit, then or at least show me some sort of show offense. Show me
0: that you- you're at least having an offensive output yes. that has a chance of working." Yep.
1: And if you, you can't no show me that, then I'm gonna stop the yeah. fight. You know, so that's kind of where I was trying to get to um before I was rudely interrupted a couple times. But I'm glad we finally got there.
0: <laughs> I'm well, glad I we rude. finally I got admit there. It. I apologize.
1: I thought I, th- I uh, thought the fight overall, um, but see, that was that was kind of the thing that I was looking at when it came down to um now that we're so excited that sports are finally here and MMA is here. We're, I'm noticing that like it would amanda have went after her a little bit more had the crowd and the energy been behind her like oh okay you're
0: you're, I'm you're thinking a, I'm thinking from a basically thinking that you have point of view. as a, as a, well as a even as a fan's point of view, mm-hmm. you're thinking that fans have an effect on fighters and you're right they do there's no doubt about it yeah, no doubt about it it's hard for most fighters to actually perform without the crowd energy yeah now, there's no doubt about it there's there's some that it works for but they're they are the men- minority that they're so good in the gym and then under the lights they get that that tightness the butterflies get to them they just don't perform but those are the few you know and that's that happens but yeah. I think there's a difference but I, I do think that I think the difference in the cage is showing
1: yeah
0: that 25 foot cage compared to the 30 foot cage there's a big difference man I'm yeah. telling you you know and they they can sit there and say and i and i saw the media saying oh well they just said you know that's that's what they you know are going to put up in the apex well they of course that's what they're going to put it up because they have statistics Mm -hmm. that verify that there are more finishes in that 25 foot cage than there are in the 30 foot cage and there's Mm -hmm. fighters that it's going to benefit and there's fighters that it will actually be a deficit for you know go back matt Mitrione had to fight roy nelson the 25 foot cage and he blames that cage for his loss because he couldn't move the same way there wasn't the same amount of room and you know you can say well he's got a little bit of a point there i guess so you know it's the cage is a little bit different but there was there was some really good performances, but you saw certain people. Matt didn't want to blame mm-hmm. that loss on his conditioning and getting tired. Or potentially not. So he wasn't he wasn't that tired in the first round. Oh, I thought
1: I thought what you were talking about the one they fought. Then then they fight again in Bellator. Uh, yeah, they and fought the Bellator. Yeah, good. that's what I thought you were talking about. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I interrupted you for that.
0: It's okay. You rudely
1: interrupt. rudely interrupted you. Rudely interrupted. Um, I've heard someone say that before. I, do you, so do you think that she, how am I going to put this? I don't think she's the GOAT, and no matter how many times they say it, I don't think <laughs> she Boy, is. Boy, they're pushing that. They're really trying they to see that sound bite. that one hard. Bro. But I will tell you, though, is that I think that Shevchenko has a really good chance of being the GOAT. If she can get, if she can go back up to thirty five, potentially beat Amanda at thirty five, if she can get over that hump, I don't think she can. I, I'm just simply saying that I don't. Th- I, th- I still think that Amanda has the ways to go. Sure, she beat Chris Cyborg, but for me, I think Chris Cyborg is still the goat. Not because she's in Bellator, but because she went so long being undefeated and fought the who's who of everybody yeah. and everyone. Okay, yeah. and I, don't get me wrong, I. I'm not a fan of Amanda Nunes. I don't. Not a big fan of her style. I don't oh, know what I'm a it is. Huge something. Fan of and I'm. A, I, I think she's a sweet girl. I love her. There's a difference between being a fan of someone and like another fighting style. She knocks people out. She's impressive. I also see things like where, like tonight, I felt like she should have got her out of there. You know, and it, maybe that's just me. It is. It
0: probably hey, is me. Chris, Chris couldn't get her out of there either. I agree with you. I do agree with you. Know, you. Let's let's I let's know. be honest about it. You take a look, at, and this is. I'm going to say this about Amanda Nunez because you know, I was doing Amanda Nunez's fights when she was fighting an in Invicta. Yep. and she was an erratic fighter back then mm-hmm. erratic in the fact that she had a lot of talent. She was athletic. She was strong. She built a certain way, but she had no control over the fight. She would, she was emotional. She would, you know, blitz when you knew ah, that girl's not that hurt and she would just throw out all this energy and then she had to back off and she was trying to grab she did she didn't know how to fight then she got into the ufc because they opened it up and they needed 135 pound fighters because they had ronda rousey now and you know she had a couple of fights and she had a loss in there she Had a loss to kat zingano in fact where she gassed out mm-hmm. and she could not control the pace of a fight if she couldn't control the pace of a fight she had problems and if she got into these extended grappling situations that tended to you know tire her out and she didn't know how to control it and she had the fight their first fight with Shevchenko and she did well with Shevchenko in the first round second round was a hey you could have gone almost either way but I think she wanted in the third round she got beat up by Shevchenko and But she's learned from all of those. And she's a completely different fighter now. She fights so smart now. She doesn't overextend on things. She doesn't take big chances when she, if she hurts someone, she'll back off a little bit and then just sit there and look for her shots. I got to give her credit. You know, she is the complete package because she went on the ground with Spencer and dominated on the ground as yeah. far as she was never in trouble. She was the one landing. She wasn't going after submissions, but she's landing good, heavy strikes and hard shots. You know, puts the hematoma on her head with yeah. an elbow. She, She's the complete package. Yep. And so, you know, I, I take nothing away. She beat Chris. Yep. Okay. No doubt about it. She She absolutely smoked her in that fight. And... She smoked Rhonda. And since 2014, six years, she has not lost. Yeah. And that's the time that she has really changed as a fighter. And she deserves all the accolades. Does that mean that she's the greatest of all time? I'm saying she's getting closer to it. If she's not, she's definitely getting closer to it because every win that she puts, you know, puts that notch on that, on that handle of that gun, you know what? Every one of those is putting her closer to saying, yep, that is the true statement.
1: Yeah. No, I, I'm not taking anything away from her. I I've always just kind of from the time that she was, I believe when she was in strike force and then when she came over to the UFC, what kind of turned me off about her fighting style was she she had the stand-up. You said she was um erratic and some stuff. But yeah. for me, it was more like you said, the conditioning factor. When it wasn't when it when it came down to um, when, when it came down to like, hey, I need to get this win or I need to get this fight going, it was like just, I was okay with, she was okay with just holding you people on the ground. I'm trying to remember the fight that I, one of the fights that I had watched her fight where she got the takedown and she spent the whole time just hugging and not really moving, not trying to advance position. It was early in the UFC career. Like you were saying, those were not some yeah. of her best fights back then. Yeah. And she's figured it out. She obviously has. Oh and, yes. And we've said this before, confidence is key. So as you're winning and you're getting up there, obviously in her being a two a double champ,
0: her confidence is fucking through the roof right now. And the other, thing I, the other thing I want to point out right now is she's not only a double champ, she's a double champ that has defended both of those titles while she is held. Yeah. All right? That says a lot because DC didn't do that. Yeah. Connor didn't do that. Yep. Hudo did not do that suhudo went up to bantamweight stayed yeah. at bantamweight didn't go back to fly so hey you know she's she's doing it all and she's gonna have a baby girl come on man.
1: yeah that's pretty impressive i'm excited <laughs> that's, I'm awesome. excited. that's oh, exciting that's exciting awesome
0: congratulations I, to her and nina that's that's great
1: they um let me see what else was I gonna, you were talking about she's changed she's evolved she's become a much totally. smarter fighter and um i think it showed tonight but for me, I felt like she should have tried to get her out of there. That was my, that's just my only critique on her, but I've also given you guys reasons on why. um, I think as a champion, like why, like for me, I don't know if it was the crowd, not being there to get her to push a little bit harder or from a fighter's perspective, Hey, I'm up three rounds or four rounds. Now, why take a chance, potentially slip fall, get my back taken and choked out. You know what I
0: mean? Like pedaling this bike down this path. Yeah. And it's, staying upright and i'm not running into anything and i'm actually yeah. enjoying the sun and the waves and whatever you're at why am i going to change course got it yep. come it's on true. man yeah. it's true yeah I, I don't i i see no nothing that anyone could say detrimentally towards her performance against spencer tonight i mean she come on she just dominated her yeah it was there Was a point there, I, I'm texting and I said, This is getting ugly. Yeah, it was because right? it was because the end of the fourth Spencer was Spencer was getting hurt to the point where there was just no offense coming mm. out of her and she was just a punching bag. Yeah, you know, and, and Amanda's the one that made that happen.
1: I think it was the end of the fourth when she almost got finished, uh, with the rear naked. Yeah, it was the end of the fourth, I believe, and then she had taken some clean, really good shots right before that, so I was expecting. I, mean, I was expecting her either to tap or I was expecting to for Herb to stop it. I felt like had she been able to
0: just flurry a little bit, I think the I think the ref would have stopped it. Nah. So, but super tough, nope. super tough opponent in Felicia Spencer. She just you talk about someone that's got to evolve in the fight game. Her striking, she's yeah. got the chin. She's definitely got the chin. <clears throat> she's got to evolve her footwork in entering. throw punches it's poor yeah really poor and and you 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 look at fundamentals and you go oh man who who is who are you being taught by that's not picking up the fact that you do this just bad Mm -hmm. this is that is poor technique and that's why you're having a problem getting into somebody you know there's things that she has to uh, get better at and then she'll be back up there as the challenger. yeah
1: yeah, they I I just don't know. She'd have to she has to make some, I think, some changes to her strengthening and additioning because the explosiveness is not there. That's what yeah. I visually, that's what I see I from one fighter to another fighter. like she kind of half-heartedly throws kicks and punches to try and close the, distance, it's all to the, close the distance. But the explosiveness is not there to get in deep enough on top level people like Amanda tonight. Yeah. You know? And so I think it showed it was very evident right off the bat. On a couple takedowns, she got in deep, but she doesn't have the the strength. Obviously, not a lot of girls do uh, to take Amanda down, <laughs> but she didn't have the strength and the drive. And then it was almost like a sense of shock that she got in so deep that she kind of stopped her movement as well once she did get in. Like, oh, shit, I'm here. Fuck, I didn't think i not only
0: And not only stopped her movement, when she got in, and then she's in that position, Amanda was able to take her down. Yeah I, I, I like how, how DC cannot get himself Out of wrestling That's a wizard toss. No jeez. <laughs> yeah yeah he, I started laughing I was texting him Throughout the night We were just I was He was like
1: Man but, you're fucking crazy Cause I was battling With him about with the Joe Rogan And uh, when Joe Rogan Said that the Sean O'Malley Knockout was better Than the Cody Garbrandt Mark, Knockout
0: Oh no Yeah <laughs>
1: Um, But you were talking about Amanda How she's gotten smarter And her technique and everything has gotten better She's found her groove But that brings me to my next guy Cody Garbrot
0: Oh hey come on Cody looked good Yep Against a a good solid fighter In a sunk out But You could tell in that fight and, and, And Rafael was putting pressure the entire time He was working hard Cody is fast still and that's the one thing that's the one thing you know when I when I was in the cage with him I would sit there and go god damn he's fast you know and he just was when he would explode it was like damn man that is not normal you know and I had him in a couple of different fights Mizugaki was one and then uh, Thomas Almeida was another and then then he had his fight with Dominic Cruz which I thought was by far his greatest performance ever because of the fact that he was in control of the fight and did not fall into any traps. Mm -hmm. And he did the same thing tonight. He was in control, even though Rafael was pushing that, trying to cut him off, trying to close the door on one side of him to force him off towards his right hand. Cody's hitting that leg, making Rafael have to switch stance because his leg's getting killed. Then he's hitting it to the inside. And when he would finally decide to throw his hands, damn, he touched he touched him clean yes. a lot of times. And that last punch, come on, you got to—he did the same thing at the end of the first round, yeah. setting up. But he put his hands aside and decided I'm not throwing, but was you know giving his head movement and looking and watching, saying you know basically, ah, you can't hit me. I'm seeing it. I can see everything you're throwing, right? Yeah. And then at the end of the second round, he did the same thing and a, a got sucked in because of it because of the fact that cody did not throw in that ending of the first round that's what made that right hand so accessible and why he landed it the way he did and he put him out and that was a beautiful you know shot right before the bell yeah that and here's the thing is most fighters
1: right they think a, a second left or two seconds left. Ah, just go for it, or I'm going to throw something, or nothing's going to happen. We're both going to walk back to our corners, nope. and they—I don't want to say they relax, but they, they just don't expect do. it to come. And they give up that time sometimes too. Yep. Yep. They just give it up. Yeah. Well, who was the guy last week? Right, that just turned his back and started walking away with four Spike seconds. Fight Carlisle. <laughs> Sp- <Spike laughs> fucking <Carlyle>. guy. <laughs> what just a fucking get up with guy. Four seconds left. He
0: got up and started walking away. I, well, you know, but we, you know know—we've seen. We've seen uh, you know, the best guys in the world do that at times, too. Yeah. Gegard Mousasi did that against Lovato, if you recall, the third round of their championship fight. He, sec, first round, Gegard loses. Second round, Gegard loses. Then all of a sudden, the third round, oh, it the tide changed, and Gegard got on top, and he was doing damage. And then there was about four seconds left, three seconds left, and he just gets up and starts walking back to score. Now, Lovato did not you know, go after him, but it was like, what are you doing? You know, it's like, yeah, guys, they'll do it at times. Um.
1: So back to Cody, uh, Mark Henry, I got to tip my hat to him. He's got oh. him to refocus. I'm not yep. saying that he's made him the fighter he is because he was already no. really good. My he's po- just polished it a little he's, bit. He's just made him, I think, realize that you have all the intangibles to be the champ again. There's no doubt about it. He's got the power. He's got the speed. We saw that tonight. <laughs> uh, we saw the power and the speed. Both of those things tonight. The only thing I think that he needs to fix, which I think he fixed a little bit of it tonight. This is an ongoing thing, is the, the is the mental. Is You cannot let them get into you and make it a grudge match like he did with tj dillashaw and i think he and he he admits it it cannot be that way he cannot fall in love with his power and like you hit me i hit you and let's do this there was yeah. moments tonight where he relaxed he was laughing with the sun style, he was joking with him i heard him and he said you're kidding me like they had jokes back and forth but it was also for him it favors cody when he fights that way and when he fights that way he's I feel like he's probably the best or he's the number one, you know, number one contender in that position. He is that good. So fast, so explosive. Uh, Excuse me. I really like what he did with the calf kicks. I'd like to see him mix his his punches and his kicks together a little bit more. Tonight was a lot of
0: one. He he was very, very heavy in the feints. Yeah. He was throwing, you know, know, he's jumping and giving, you know, Left shoulder faint, right shoulder head movement. He's doing all these different faints. Anyway, a lot of them. You know, I was like, he was. He'd look at it like, okay, and it was already. It had already come and gone, and, and been gone for a second. He kind of give a little movement. And you go. You you don't have to faint that much, Cody. <laughs> you're you're out fainting him right now. <laughs>
1: Dave, podcast Dave, I think at the end, make sure you keep this track of what time this is, because I want you to put a little short clip of bloopers of da- of John trying to describe paints. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, oh, man. I thought for a second you had Tourette's. I probably did. <laughs> But it was he's like,
0: but yeah, I understand exactly I what you're forward. saying. I hit the mic because the first thing I did is like, oh, I can't.
1: He's uh but I feel like tonight was uh it was good for him to get that win. That was one. The way he this got the, the rebirth. Win,
0: the rebirth, yeah. I mean, the the 2.0 Cody I mean, Garbrandt, man. And, it, and hey. If this is the guy that we're going to get, people yeah. are going to have problems with him. Yeah, He'll I agree. really good. Yep. I get I, I still I get a little
1: concerned because he has been clipped, you know, a couple times in his last 3 fights, I think it was what it was. I'm glad he's back nope. on track. I liked how relaxing he how how relaxed he looked tonight and how he seemed like he felt tonight. Um I think with Mark Henry, he's got him dialed in with the new combinations with him using his brain, listening to Mark Henry, so then he needs to relay that back into his fight. Yep. Maybe that's good for him because instead of Left kick, right kick, faint all those things, right? He's counting out numbers. And it's making Cody think of that instead of like, okay, my opponent's doing this. Okay, I'm just looking for the opening to throw the combination of the numbers that Mark Henry just sent in there. Maybe it's a good thing, I don't know. But tonight, it definitely seemed like it was a good thing. And I really feel like him being over there with Mark Henry, with Marais, with uh, Frankie Edgar, with all those guys that are there, they're, that's a good camp man they're good guys they're really good people frank yeager is probably one of the fucking best guys in the world i think i've ever fucking met in my life and he is uh i think him being around positive great and not that he wasn't an alpha male but just positive energy and a new look for him of having a coach that is right in front of him like this is me and you there's no one else there's no other fighters you know i mean i, I be- frankie was t- showing me and telling me that you know that mark henry trains him in the basement Just them, just the two of them. Hey, your time is this time. Meet me here. Let's do some mitts. There's, you know, the room's not that big. You have nowhere to run. You're just in there hitting mitts with your coach. And, you know, just talking game plan, getting over it. And I think it's amazing. And uh, I'm glad to see him back on the winning track. And a huge win like that, I think his Sun style is ranked number four. That catapults him from number nine, probably back up into you know five, you know four or five, top five. position, top five again. Somewhere. So somewhere in that position, and with a knockout like that, I can I could see him going into that fourth position. Uh I'll Okay, go...
0: was it a better knockout than Sugar Shane? Yes, it was hands down. Yes, it, was. it was there was no <laughs>
1: doubt about it. Don't get me wrong, Sugar Shane was pretty fucking dope.
2: You calling him? Oh, Shane? it was great.
1: Huh, Sugar Sean? uh,
2: You calling him Shane? We're calling him Shane. Sugar Sean, sorry. Sugar Sean O'Malley. Sugar Sugar Sean. Sugar
1: Sugar Shane. Do we say? I was thinking Sugar Shane. Well, yeah. Oh, that's funny. That was the original Shane Mosley. Yeah, yeah, Shane Mosley. (laughs) Yep. That's funny. Um. Yeah. So Sugar Sean. Anyways, but I, I'm not taking anything away from him either. I thought he had a a good performance as well. I mean, the fight didn't go very long, but um, it took him a second to find the range and the rhythm. And and I'm gonna touch a little bit on what DC said. He fainted a little right uppercut and he also fainted the jab. So the right uppercut kind of brought that, that lead hand down and then he fainted the jab a little bit. And so he kind of like tried to like slip more to the same side as the power hand. And when he did, he just stepped right into it. I mean, the two things to go together. And I thought, but I am gonna get into this. I want to we'll get into this, I think, a little bit later because I want to talk about all the stuff with Mazadal and Jones and all those guys. But I, remind me to bring up his name what? as well. Yes, I know. I know. We might as well get into that as well. Um, but as far as uh, Sugar Sean, he looked amazing. He looked good. But short fight. But, but
0: you know, you you have to admit, and this is this is nothing against O'Malley. He's an up and coming fighter, and he's mm-hmm. looking really good. But and Eddie Wineland is a good fighter, mm-hmm. but he's past his prime. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. The difference in the levels of what who Cody who Cody Garbrandt was fighting, yeah, Rafael, yeah, you know that was a top five fighter, yeah, okay. He did that knockout against a top five fighter, and O'Malley's was against a guy who was a great fighter at one time, but is is on the downward turn yeah. of his career and is is going out. So that that also has something to do with the levels of what it does. Sometimes it's, it's it's who you do it against. Yeah, it kind of makes it. Ooh, look at who that was against. Also, because a out or Sunsial, I always yeah. say a out, but it's Rafael. Man, he's been in with everyone. No one knocks him out. Yeah, he's only been knocked out I think once before this. Hmm. So yeah, he's a tough out.
1: Yes, the whole the whole fight itself with Cody and him was. I just felt like. Asunca just had to make adjustments that he wasn't able to make because of the speed. And the speed makes you flinch, which when, when, I, when I say it makes you flinch, it means that you are a second, sometimes two seconds behind the person who was throwing. So if I faint, you react. And by the time you're done reacting, I've already landed my other two punches because I actually throw off of your reaction. And so if you're a step In behind, yeah, if you're a step behind, you're getting clipped and hit with some clean shots before you can even react. And uh, with uh, Sugar Sean, he's just long and lanky. Has, excuse me, has that style. That um, he's got he's, power though. You got to you know, give him does. credit for a hundred
0: and thirty-five pound fighter man. He can swat. He's got power, but I think he's,
1: a lot of it I feel like go to go with the Connor thing is he's got the timing. The timing yep. is right on point. Well, you know? that's a- he's so relaxed. His timing's on point. He's like it, timing and technique create
0: yeah. power. Yeah.
1: So he's he's a, he's come a, he's come a long way. That's one because they were talking about him when he was on the ultimate fighter. He's come a long way. But if we're going to continue on the
0: ultimate fighter, he was what on a, the Dana White. Aren't contender they all
1: the series? same? It's it's all the no, same No, it's it not the like. same. Anyways, the contender series. <laughs> um he, he, that body style, though, we've talked about for a long time. It just it it works. It works for MMA. It's hard to get in on the legs. They're long, they keep you, they keep you away. He uses his length and his reach very well. I guess, I mean, realistically, look, I heard things out of him tonight in his post fight interview and he is, he is a, a guy who is coming up like that. <clears throat> you need to renegotiate your contract and you need to make sure that it's the figures that you want. That's all I'm saying. I will get, I'll get into him more later on. And when we talk about the other guys, but he's already talked about last fight I'm supposed to renegotiate. This fight I'm supposed to renegotiate. You, you need to make sure you get what you want because if they sign you to a long-term deal, you're going to be stuck with that number. And we're seeing it right now with a lot of the other guys. So yeah. he needs to make sure his figures and numbers are what they want. And then we'll, and we'll talk about the fans' reactions because they are all bitching and whining about Game Bread and uh, John Jones and all these other people talking
0: about what they want. Uh, uh, the, you got you to talk about Aljamain Sterling yes. and Sanhagen man i'm telling you i thought that was going to be a great fight it wasn't i talked fight. I, well it was it was, quick. I, it, well, it was good it was but what i said i said look if you're al you don't want to stand on your feet with this guy you have a distinct advantage mm-hmm. on the ground did i not say that yeah, I don't recall that, but I thought oh, I I
1: thought dude, I thought somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you did say he had a distinct advantage on the ground. Um, the stand-up was going well for him, though, as well. I think the speed obviously played a factor because he got in so deep on that press to the fence, was able to get to the back. But the mm-hmm. speed made uh, Sanhagen put his
0: back to the fence. And in that smaller cage, it worked to his advantage. Totally worked to his advantage. Yeah. That cage was meant for that fight for Aljamain Sterling. Yep, that cage helped him because it's just a little bit le- less distance until you t- you hit that edge with that cage, and he got in super deep. But you got to admit, beautiful switch, you know, because he gets the body triangle, has it, gets the the choke, is, is squeezing the jaw, and you know it's uncomfortable. I yeah. give. Corey, a lot of credit man he gutted his way through it and just switched the arm over to the other arm and that thing was under the chin and there's nothing you're gonna do if you can't get that arm unlocked you're gonna go out yeah uh, he tapped right at the end but he actually even went out but beautiful performance by sterling yeah, once he looked fantastic, once he got that figure far on and they weren't sweaty
1: yet, I was like, Ooh, this is Oh, not, yeah, this yeah. is not looking good. <laughs> this is not good right now. So it was, uh, it was, it was in tight. He had stretched him out, you know, by pushing the hips into the back. Yep, did a great job. That
0: bow, yep,
1: even though it was on, even though it was on the jawline, and as soon as he was like pulling and yanking, and he didn't oh, get yeah. it, he got it out. He switched to the other side, like you said, it took him a second to pull him back down into his guard or into his, uh, into the back control but he still had the figure four and putting that pressure into his into his waistline. And what you what people don't I want to make sure everyone at home understands. If you guys haven't grappled and you guys are just a fan of MMA but you've never trained, what that does that keeps him from taking a really deep uh, breath to get no his breath. little
0: little, t- little tiny little yeah, little sucking through a straw.
1: Yeah, little tiny breaths. <laughs> and then on top of it as well, you have nowhere to go. You you know, you try to roll left and right and it's it's really hard to get to that position especially if the guy has a good figure four lock around the waist and he can just start attacking on any direction you know normally to defend that they want to roll to that same side that it's locked on and try and kick that
0: put the foot to the ground
1: yeah put the foot they want to put that foot to the ground and they want to actually bring their their leg closest to the one that's figure forward they want to try to hook that leg and kick it out so they can yep. try to like scoot their hips over the leg and break their figure four. I'm just giving you guys a little tutorial right here on one-on-one jujitsu, one-on-one. Okay, but uh, hopefully you guys go back. If you guys go back and watch, at least you know what's going on. Um, I thought, but that-
0: if you go if you go back and watch it, one of the things that you'll see is in the beginning when Algerman gets that and locks in that figure four on his body, he doesn't do the right things. He actually puts turns himself to the side so the foot's up in the air. which is telling you you're never going to be able to to turn inside of it that's Mm -hmm. not going to happen for you and and these are the things that you know he has been taught you know it but as the pressure's on they just you know things are just going so fast and and they're trying to you know get this thing right and and right the boat that you know is now starting to take on water and (laughs) the wheels are falling off sucker fast and it was like you know he's been taught it but they just, their brain doesn't work. They can't slow it down enough to say, "Okay, this is what I do: step one, step two, oh, th- Oh, now I'm getting myself out. Yep. So, but yeah, it'll it'll be good to see Corey come back. He's going to be really good in the 135 pound. I thought this was going to be a tough fight for if Aljamain got it to the ground because I think Aljamain on the ground is he's outstanding, man. His yeah. he's got good wrestling and his jujitsu game is freaking solid, man. I and mean, yeah. We talked about it because I. We talked about Caraway. He freaking dominated Caraway on the ground, and Caraway is good on the ground. Yeah. He is a solid grappler, as yeah. you said with Misha Tate. Yep, a lot of what she learned was from Ryan from Carraway. Dennis from Dennis Holman.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> from from those guys, all those guys back there. Anyways, yeah, Misha's nasty. What Dennis too. Misha's nasty on the ground. It's really good. She is. Yeah I th- I think so what do you think Sterling is what Sterling for next everyone's like well, push Aldo out Peter Yan and uh, Sterling well, for the t- why I, why is this why is there so much hate against Jose Aldo well, because he lost to Moraes and so now they don't want him to get the title shot I don't understand this when you know name when you're value, getting a, you, guys,
0: you are getting a title shot off of a loss yeah and no matter what anyone wants to say there it was a close fight so there's people that think that he won the fight doesn't matter. It's a loss, yeah, so you're getting a title fight off of a loss. It doesn't look real good. Now he's not the he's not the first one to get it. So does he have the pedigree in the background to say that he deserves it? Yep, he does. Yep. But he's got his hands full with Peter Yawn. No, he's
1: got his hands full of Peter Jan, but I'm gonna oh, tell you he's this. got his hands full. What I'm gonna tell you guys right now is that if you were to put Alderman Sterling and Peter yawn in the cage, guess how many pay per views you're gonna sell?
0: Maybe, yeah, well, that maybe that, a couple that's hundred. The
1: thing. If you put Jose Aldo in there,
0: everyone's gonna okay, think.
1: But, I guess what Jose
0: Aldo. But let's let's be honest. You pay. You paid for the pay per view tonight. I paid for it because we have to do this. That's all. Mm, I don't know if I paid for it. I, exactly. I knew you pirated it. But. I don't know. So, so was this a actual pay per view worthy card? On paper, yes. Uh, I, I thought it was close. I Thought it was close. I thought Not. it was. A, I thought it was a decent card. I thought it was. I didn't a- think it. It didn't have that that wow factor no i wanted to see cody come back i wanted to see al and Corey. those were fights that i was super interested in but it didn't have that normal pay-per-view oh there's yeah, your staff i of- i
1: only watched it to be honest is because we do this show so <laughs> no but <laughs> the, but that because of cody i actually wanted to see how much of a difference mark henry made with him and how he would perform um i i That was my incentive. Like that was the uh, probably the main reason why I watched it. I wanted to see how he is, how he has changed in his mentality on how he approaches the fight. Does he let the fight develop in front of him? Does he does he go out there and get into exchanges that he doesn't need to get into? Like where is he mentally when this all goes down? I mean, having three losses like that is just it's hard to come back from. It's really hard to come back from, and to have a dominant performance the way he did tonight. Uh, that made me that made me tune in to watch the pay per view. Um, okay. Sure, the other fights I was definitely into because you really talked me into the Sterling and uh, Sanhagen fight. You know, and uh, it was a good fight. Sure. Sugar Sugar Sean is going to be a draw, and I think he's got that body style, that charisma, and all those things. But if you're talking about future pay per views and people that are going to buy them, if you're talking about the 135 pound division, Jose Aldo fighting Peter Yan. Peter Yon cannot sell. Not right now. Because you know, no, like, hardly anybody knows him. Yeah, hardly anyone knows him. And the same thing with Algernon Sterling. If he was to fight him as well, if they were to fight for the vacant title, I would go, uh, I, mean, I know it's a good fight. I know it's gonna end up being a good fight. But the casual fans, are like, I never heard of these guys, or I've seen them maybe one time, you know, a year ago. You know what I mean? You've got to put you put Jose Aldo in there, people tune in. If Peter Jan walks through him or looks good, oh shit, that's that guy that beat Jose Aldo. Fans at home. If you guys are listening to this, this there's marketing behind this. And no matter how much <laughs> I dig, I dig really hard into the UFC sometimes. This is a smart play by them. I gotta give I gotta tip my hat to them. Smart play by them to put the Jose Aldo as the uh for the vacant title against Peter Jan. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. I'm Guinness. Brilliant. Brilliant. I like that. Um, any other fight? I didn't watch the prelims, honestly. I was caught up doing stuff with um
0: our boss. All the all the prelims I watch for what reason? When you can't, talk.
1: I know, and I can give you what my is up with that. I can give you my. Feedback. <laughs> I watched the um. God, I forgot his name. I did watch um one of the prelims. Uh, the the, kid, man, the kid, the kid, the kid, where his uh his eighteen year old brother died.
0: Oh, Stamen. Neaton, St- uh, Stamen. Cody, Cody Stamen. Stamen.
1: And the kid. What was the other kid? And I watched the fight after that. nimich or N- Nihich or.
0: Oh Ian
2: uh Ian Heinich. Heinich. Heinich? Yes.
0: Heinich.
1: So I watched both those fights. Yeah. Um Stamen looked good. He looked yeah, good. Yeah, man. He
0: looked Still so really... bad for him. Uh, he was... looked great for a guy that's dying inside. Yeah. You know, man, yeah. he yeah, he, he had a really good performance because the guy he was fighting has been looking really good. He's yeah. been putting on some great performances. So yeah. I knew that was gonna be a tough fight and he handled it really well the third round was starting to get a little bit away from him yeah he was eating uh eating some shots but with everything that was happening this week for him and the fact that he stayed with the fight you know congratulations to him on winning the fight and i'm so sorry about what happened with his brother you
1: know who it reminded me of what's that it reminded me of ian freeman and frank Meir. remember yeah. ian, ian freeman's yeah. dad had passed i want to say the day yeah. before or two days before that ian two, days before. Dad, two days before two days before his dad had passed and he fought Frank Mir and just annihilated Frank Mir cuz Frank yep. was trying to go for the leg lock. God, why yep. is my long-term memory is not too shabby, but <laughs> I can't tell you someone's name from 20 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> but uh it was um I it, it, I was getting I was getting flashbacks to that fight and I'm um, very happy for him. I was I was actually that's the reason why I actually when I started hearing DC talk about it and I started hearing Joe talk about it. I was like, okay, maybe I'll just, I sat down and just started, like, sitting in and watching the fights because I was trying to get ready to do something, a phone call with uh, our boss. And so, yeah, I, I was uh, was very happy for him. I'm very happy for him.
0: You know? DC, DC is, is fun as a comic <laughs> Because he... He, he laughs at him. He laughs at other people. He laughs at himself.
1: He had to. He, he screwed up on the illustrator a couple of times oh, tonight. I, I thought it was that, hilarious.
0: He had twelve dots on a <laughs> telestrator that had nothing to do with what he was talking it was about. So funny. I'm like, what are you doing? Right. Like, I was laughing, and he was
1: laughing so, at himself. He's like, oh, exactly. He's like, That's the he's whole like, point. Oh. Was laughing, and then he goes out there and he he like he murdered uh, someone's name, like uh, one of the. <laughs> One of the fighters, he murdered his name, like trying to pr- pronounce it, couldn't get it right, and then he goes on Twitter while the fights are going on. Man, I just murdered that dude's name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, man, you're hilarious. And then he, he tried is, to he tried funny. to use the Illustrator Live when he was Illustrator t- whatever Illustrator not the telestrator. Illustrator. So cut me Which some slack it, it's not easy oh, to no. use it live to use it it's live then he's like oh man i totally missed the spot He was like totally making fun of himself i thought
0: it was great and he's going like, yeah, like, all right roll the guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys guys
1: roll. hey come on <laughs> I said I said that one time in the in the in-cage interview in in uh, Ireland. I said, I said, yeah, maybe we can get the play back to, to play again because I had already missed it. And so, and all of a sudden our, pro- our producer in our ears yelling at me, give me a second, it already played. I was like, oh shit. Oh, I don't know maybe. if they I don't know if they talked to DC like that. I started cracking up. But it was it was funny. He, he said it a couple times. Come on, fellas! Or come on, guys! Let's go! Come on, roll guys! Roll it!
0: Roll it! it was so he, he's 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 fun. He he's he a is. lot of fun, and he makes watching the fights fun. Yeah. Him and Joe together are really good. Yeah, I I
1: honestly um, I don't I don't know if um, outside of those two, I don't think I I like another group of them together. I like Anik a lot. I like him a lot, and I like. Um, and I like DC and Joe together, those three. I like Dom because Dom's very knowledgeable. Like, the way he breaks it down, the way he says stuff, he, and he, he he's never really, like, yelling into the mic. He's just, he, and he talks slow enough for me to understand. Um, You know, he, I, I like Dom. I like Dom a lot. But he's you know? the homer.
0: Dude, he's the yeah, worst. Player. I'm, Dude, I'm if pretty he bad. Has tra- if he has trained with somebody, yeah, I'm pretty bad. All right, or they train, or you're, or they have trained at Alliance for a time. Yeah, it doesn't matter what happens in the fight as long as his guy won it. It's like, all right, Don, we know you. You, it's your guy. Yeah, you know, that's the only bad thing because he's gotten in some even arguments with DC yeah. over incidents when uh when Jeremy Stevens fought Josh Emmett. You know, you look at yeah. you know, me, there was, there was some question on what happened and stuff. he's Like, he's just going, that's my guy, right? I go, well, yeah. there is loyalty there. I kind of like that. But you can't be quite the homer unless you tell everyone, hey, let's be honest. I train with Jeremy Stevens. Okay, now you put it out there. Now everyone can go, oh, you're a homer dc is a huge homer also though he's oh, he a is, big though. time homer he is. He
1: is. you know so it's like it's you have to understand we, we have relationships with these guys we train with them all the time you know it's just part of the game it's, it's tough just, it, is. it is it is hard it's hard to be impartial you know especially when there's somebody that you don't train with and you really hate them it's hard to say nice things about them i've had to do that a couple times <laughs> i had to like Oh, this guy's so good! I'm thinking myself, what a freaking comeback!
0: <laughs> hey, there was two. There was two really good performances that we got to talk about. Neil Magny. No. Fought, fought uh Martin. Yeah, you know Rocco Martin, and that was a good fight. Yeah, it was a you know I thought Magny lost the first round for sure, but third round he obviously won. It was all about the second round, and, and I'm great with him winning it. I didn't think he won at 30-27, which one of the judges had. Yeah, I didn't. But think it was so. a two judges. It had was a
1: Two, two, two had it yeah two had it really 30, 27 yeah and the other yeah, one had a 29, I 28.
0: 29 28 yeah I,
1: okay I thought it was twenty-nine, twenty-eight as well i thought neil magni looked good i uh I, I think dc and joe were saying that the third could have been a ten-eight, and i didn't no. ag- i didn't agree with that no. um negative yeah yeah i didn't agree with that but I, here's the thing and i I think i said this the last time neil magni fought he's the guy that Every time if I was to fight him, right? I'm like, hey, you're gonna fight Neo Maggie, I'm like, yeah, sign me up. And I've said this about Tony Ferguson also when they called me about him. He's the guy like, yeah, he's not really that good. Yeah, whatever. I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna beat him. He's Fucking good. guy wins. He's good. He's so he's good. good.
0: You know? And, and he does not get tired.
1: No, he just keeps going forward. Just keeps going forward. Man. His punch output wasn't as normal. Like he's normally no, a lot more wasn't active. You know, so I I agree that goes back to I think I started having these thoughts in my head about the crowd, about the like, you know, the no, you know, no one there. It just potentially hearing the the commentators. That's a huge thing as well. You know, I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's changing some of the ways some of the ways the guys fight in the girls fight, you know, like being able to hear every little thing, being able to hear your opponent breathe. Like, I mean, there's things like that that I really feel. Can maybe be changing the the way the sport is uh, being fought right now, Yeah. and um, but no, like I said, like I said, when I looked at when I looked at Tony Ferguson, I'm like, oh man, this guy's not that good. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. When you get out there, <laughs> it's not the same. It's not yeah. the same. And Neil Magny's Damn, that guy. He's a lot
0: better than I thought.
1: I looked at him. I look at Neil Magny. And I'm like, guy, he's not that good. He but is. guys can't take him down. Guy, he, he has stand up. He's just he's punch output is. Tremendous and he's just touch, 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 Super kick, long, touch, touch, And kick. his
0: ground game is fantastic. Yeah. He's good. He's good. Yep. Yep. And the other one was Clark had the fight against uh Alonzo Menifee. Uh huh. I'm sorry, yeah. Menafield. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Clark had a really good performance. Mm-hmm. I'd take because Menafield is a freaking beast. Yeah. And Clark, good game plan. Make him grapple, wear him out, get his arms heavy. And that's what got him to win. You yeah. Know, yeah. You know, finally put a dent on Menafield's undefeated record. So yeah. Nice fight.
1: Um, okay, so let's get into this. Uh
2: yes. Hold on. <laughs> I, I have some breaking news, guys. I just breaking wanna, news. Yep. I want to just get this out of the way. So um so right after Nunez beat Felicia Spencer, Conor McGregor tweeted, and I quote Hey guys, I've decided to retire from fighting. Thank you all for the amazing memories. What a ride it's been! Here's a picture of myself and my mother in Las Vegas post one of my world title wins. Pick the home of your dreams, Mags. I love you. Whatever you desire is yours. End quote.
1: Who's Mags? His mom. Oh, okay, his mom. Um, I, look, this this leads us right into where we're going. Um, the the the, uh. to, the total lineup is. <laughs> You want if you want money, okay, if you want money, you gotta stand up, fighters. Okay, and I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna continue to go with this. I will always support the athlete. The athlete, I feel like you guys, and don't get me wrong, I think the promotion's given us a platform to do what we love, and they're providing. I don't think that we need to be quite to the level of say what the NFL and the NBA at 50-50 or 60-40. Let's let's dial it in. Let's get it up to like say eighteen to twenty percent. Right now, what are we at? We're at like twelve. What is that? I mean, can we get it to twenty five percent? Can we twenty five get... thirty? I understand, but let's let's do it in let's do it in uh, in phases. Like, there's no reason to jump. The NFL and them, they didn't do this right off the bat. They worked their way to those positions. Like, we can't look at those companies and those promotions or those companies and say like, hey, let's get to fifty percent right away. Let's, let's make the adjustments for everyone as we go. The problem is though, is that fighters, just, there's going to be always someone that will do it for less. And you guys are stepping on your own dicks when you guys do this. And that's what nope. it's, that's until you it guys stick together, it's never, going it doesn't gonna matter happen. if it's
0: fighters or officials oh. or anything you're going to get, you know, Hey, this is what it, this is what it costs. And someone coming yeah. in saying, I'll do it for less. Yep. And fighters do it, and officials do it. And you look and you go, "Ah, you just blew it."
1: Yeah, yeah. I give I give you guys uh, an example. I was fighting Clay Guida, and I had had some sponsors, and my sponsor had called me and said, "Hey, um, can we work on?" We'd already negotiated. My sponsor was paying me fifteen grand, like for one for one patch on my shorts and a place on a place on my shirt. They're paying me 15 grand. That was back when the sponsors were paying pretty well. And so I had one sponsor for a spot on my shirt, a spot on my shirt. Then they called me and say, Can we renegotiate this? It was like the week of the fight. Clay Guida said that he'll wear all of our gear and all he all they want is and they'll make and they'll make the, the clothes and the banners for all the corners. That's it. He wanted it for free, basically. And I'm like, they wanted to renegotiate my deal. So we're stepping on each other's dicks is what I like to say is because we can't get out of our own fucking way to unite enough to say like, Hey, you know what? Let's try and get this worked out where we can get a little bit bigger piece of the pie. And all we have to do is sit out for a month, maybe two. Some of you guys aren't even ready to fight. So what does it matter if you guys sit out or not? You know what I mean? So until, but here's the thing right now, they've got the guys that they need. To say we need to rebuild, we need we need to get paid a little bit more. John Jones, who everyone knows, I'm not a big fan of, but I think this is a good idea by him to do something like this. If you want to fight Francis Ngannou, John maybe doesn't agree to me. It's not a title f- shot, but I do think he deserves a little bit more money. I'm not saying he needs to break the bank,
0: not Wilder money. Okay, okay, but here here's the one thing: I'm I'm going to go with the side of the promotions here since you're taking the side of the fighters. I'll go the other way. Trader. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the way it is. But especially right now, when you're the promotion, be it let's say the UFC, and you're doing these shows out of the Apex Center, which is at least saving you money that you don't have to pay for an arena, but you don't have any ticket sales. How much money are you losing? So if you have a John Jones wanting to fight a Francis Ngannou, which you could say, hey, that's a major fight. And I could take it to the T-Mobile arena in Las Vegas and I could sell that sucker out and get a gate of about, we'll say for that fight, eh, 12 million, 8 to 12 million, somewhere in there. That's 8 to 12 million that I could make to pay the fighters with that I'm not gonna be losing. So now if I'm not having the gate I'm telling the fighter, hey, I can't pay you that right now. We don't even have people in the stands that are going, oh, you just don't want to pay me. I can't. I can't pay you the same. It's the same as Conor McGregor saying, all of a sudden, I'm retiring. Why is he retiring? You know why he's saying he's retiring. Is he retiring? No. Okay, but he wants money for a fight and they're saying, hey, right now we want you to take a little bit of a pay cut. (laughs) I'm not saying the fighter is going to be happy with the pay cut, but right now as the promotion without the ability to have all of these different sales of ticket sales concessions and things that are in the stands merchandise all of that the promotions is losing a lot of money that they could be making with every show go ahead now I was siding with the promotion.
1: No, I understand. And you did a very good job of that. Very nicely done. Very nicely done. Um, But as a fighter or as someone who works for a company or whatever, you basically are just saying that you're supposed, we're supposed to eat shit until you're able to get money back. But what have you been doing with all the money you've been profiting off of our backs up until now? Where did all that money go? Is it just sitting in your bank account collecting interest? No. It's, Tell it's, me. It, why it, it Why cre- can't it created I? created the
0: arena that you're going to fight in the Apex Center. That's fine. You did and that. You UFC did that. Building with this PI thing. Okay. It created all that. I didn't ask you to build that. <laughs> You're, I didn't say you asked. You me, you, know, but, but, now, that's,
1: but that's my point. My point is, as a, a fighter, you to train. But yeah, but then most of them already have camps; they can go train there. They didn't need the PI Institute or whatever it's called. That, but that's my point. When fighters like Mosvitol, when fighters like, like I heard tonight from Sugar Shane, Sean, Sh-Sean, whatever. Okay, Sugar. Sugar. <laughs> I keep thinking Sugar <laughs> Shane mostly Sugar Sean. When you Sugar start Sean when you, for years, I was saying Sugar Shane, uh Sugar Sean. In his tone of voice tonight was, hey, I was supposed to get my contract done before. I need to get my contract done now. And I'm hoping that I'm getting paid more money. And when he brought up the $100,000 tonight, that's a young man who is driven to make sure he makes as much money as he possibly can. Well, he should be.
0: Here's the one point that I'm going to, I'm now going to flop over to the fighter. Traitor. (laughs) Go ahead. Traitor jumping ship. But it's, you know, and, th- and this is the truth of, and I think in Basvidal uh, actually brought it up in that, you know, Dana came out saying, you know, hey, they're independent contractors. <laughs> yeah, we well, are they're not. They're not. No. Okay, they're not. That's a lie. Yes. That, is, that is an absolute false statement because an independent contractor, it's, a, it's as simple as this for people that don't understand. If you're a tiler and you're going to tile someone's floor, All right. And you got, we'll say it's 400 square feet. You know exactly what it's a 20 by 20 room. It's 400 square feet of tile. This is what I'm going to charge you to do it. And you go, Oh, no, that's too much. I'll pay you half. Mm -hmm. Well, as the tiler, then I can say, Well, no, I'm not going to do it for half. And I can move on to another job. And when I go to that job and it's a 400 square foot job and I give them the price and they go, Okay. Well, then. I'm making the money I want to make. That makes me an independent contractor. But if I can go nowhere else, I am not an independent contractor. I'm an employee under contract. And this is the whole thing that guys like John Fitch, Kung Lee, have been fighting with the Muhammad Ali Act for getting it into MMA to say that this is an unfair labor practice of saying that they're independent contractors so you don't have to pay for insurance and things like that. But they do not have the ability to be independent and go to another higher bidder when you don't pay them what they believe they're worth.
1: Yeah. The other thing with independent contractors is independent contractors can make their own schedules and go other places. They can also yeah. request every job be paid differently. So in this case, right, with our job, if I was to fight. So like when I'm talking about Sugar Sean, I think I got it right. Hey, you got it. I got, got it right. When I'm talking about Sugar Sean, look, when he renegotiates this deal, he better make sure he gets as much money as he possibly can because may, they may give him an easy fight, his first fight into his new contract to line his pocket a little help. bit more. Not but anymore. his second fight and his third fight into that new contract, guess what? He'll be right up in that, in that title contention or talking about title contention and you can't renegotiate your deal for that. And so he had better make sure. That's the problem with signing long deals i want to say it was frank uh rich franklin i think right before he fought ken shamrock he had signed like an eight fight or eight, a ten, fight, deal. Yeah, eight fight deal eight fight deal deal. yeah and anderson fight, signed a 10 fight deal yeah. yeah just and so when you're talking about like it didn't really matter based on the opponent you got paid what you got paid take it or leave it but you, you, if you didn't take it this is where people you guys at home need to listen and understand If I don't take a fight, I can't go fight somewhere else. That's one. Two is it extends my contract for four to six months. Okay. And as a champion, you can never leave. So every time you defend your title, it says in the contract, extend your fights. I want to say two fights, maybe three. Three. Is it three? Is it three? Three fights. Yeah. Three fights. So every time you defend your title, it extends it three fights. So you're always extending your contract as a champion so you can never leave, a la BJ Penn. And you guys can thank him for that when he had left. After <laughs> he fought, so there are, there are things in, that are said in the car, unless you're retired, which means you'll never be able to fight somewhere else. Randy Couture found that out as well, trying to fight at, at affliction. They will hold you up in court until you basically go bankrupt. They'll bleed you. Yeah, they'll bleed you. And you you're basically have no money coming in unless you want to... Work somewhere else now. Everyone at home is probably sitting there going, "Yeah, but you signed a contract." Yes, we understand that we signed a contract. Fighters understand we signed a contract. We're doing something we love, but the piece of the pie needs to be a little bit bigger. Okay, we're not talking. What are, what are they making now? What is it? Twelve percent. Is, is it twelve percent? Let's get it to 18. anywhere.
0: Anywhere between twelve to fifteen.
1: Yeah, let's get it to eighteen. It doesn't just. Here's the thing. It doesn't just benefit the guys that are on top, it benefits the whole slew of all the guys that are on the roster and girls, the whole, that are, roster. The whole roster. And so when you're thinking like, man, how much is that? That percentage is quite a bit. You know, when you're th- when you're talking about what they make, let's say the Conor McGregor gate is what Dana just said recently. He makes about 19 to 20 million, a Conor McGregor gate, 19 to 20 uh- million. Outside of Conor, I don't know what he. Ma- I don't really know the bottom line of what he makes. But on paper, he makes what three three million? I think is what he made for the Khabib fight. On paper, hey, Conor. Yeah, on paper.
0: <laughs> on paper,
1: I think what they showed. Hold it. To hold the, it. Yeah. Hold
0: on. I got a stitch in my side from. Yeah, me. yeah. From laughing. Three yeah.
1: million dollars. But hello. Yeah, but I'm saying you know he made, you know there's when he fought Floyd. I know it's Floyd. I get it. You know he made a hundred million. How much did he make? Hundred million. Over a hundred. Yeah. Over a hundred. Yeah. It was yeah, it was. I I don't know the exact numbers. It was I know it was a right... he said a hundred. Well, I think it was he had said a hundred, but I, I don't know if when the pay per views came in if it made way more than that. But I look. By the way, we're talking. We're splitting hairs. Fucking millions or millions. Okay, <laughs> we're splitting hairs. Seriously, um, when you're talking about that kind of, these guys can't go anywhere else. They're stuck. You know, and it's no different from. All the promotions do their business this way. You know, and I ne- I never had a problem with Strike Force, and I honestly I never had a problem with the UFC either. I never had a problem with Bellator when I fought for them cuz I knew that's kind of what the going rate for for someone of my caliber was fighting for at the time. You know, um I never had but then I also could always go talk to my promoter. And that's why when I talk to you, when I talk to you guys, I talk to you guys in terms of my relationship with Scott Coker was someone I could always go to and be like, "Hey, I'm making good money." But I feel like I kind of deserve a little more, and he like, you know what? Why don't we just restructure after this next fight? We'll do something. He would be willing to have conversations. Didn't mean I always got what I wanted. Let me just be very upfront about that. <laughs> I was gonna say, and and it was almost very rarely I got what I wanted, but the conversation was to be had, not to be criticized and down talked, and 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 basically talked to you through the media, like, oh, well, what the fucks you want? You know, we have going through quarantine, and we're going through COVID. That's not my problem as a fighter. That's not your problem okay as as an employee as basically you're saying we're we're con- we're self-contracted but that's bullshit we're not independent contractors we're a fucking employee and we're an employee to you i don't care if you built the sports institute i have my own fucking gym you know i, I don't care if you built the apex arena i don't care okay that that should not affect how i make my money it doesn't, okay, let me let way.
0: me ask you this yes let me ask you this because you have uh, all these seasons we'll say like the nba season or the major yeah. league baseball season are going to come up and they're gonna be shortening the seasons, yeah. right? And they're asking the players to take a smaller salary to be commensurate with the amount of games they're playing instead of the full season. Instead of 162 games in Major League Baseball, we'll yeah. say they play 100, so you'll get paid for what would be your your breakdown for That's still
1: too many fucking games. games of baseball. I'm tired of fucking baseball, 100 <laughs> I games. I, I Cut I it to 60 and we're good. <laughs> But okay, do
0: you think that they should take the pay cut?
1: Uh, it's up to them. It really is no, up to no, them. No, 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 no. No, I, no, I don't. No, I don't. Them? I don't do you think so. Think they should take
0: the pay cut? No, I don't. This is what you're. This is what you're saying right now for fighters is, oh, that's the UFC's problem, not their fra- problem. And it's like, no, it's everyone's problem. No, I don't. I don't think the players should take the pay cut.
2: But aren't footballers employees as well though? And not independent no, independent, independent contractors. contractors. They are as well. Yeah.
1: You have to pay taxes in every single state that they play in. That sucks. that sucks. Football player. I don't know about baseball players, but I know football players do. I well, heard a football player does. Yeah, but I don't. I, I don't. I. I don't recall paying taxes in all the states that I fought in. Though I paid. I. I don't recall that. Only, uh, but I mean, I, I live in California. But then, like Trevor, he he lived in Idaho. When he came here, he had to pay a seven percent tax right off of his fucking paycheck. Yeah, right California. there. That's California. Yeah. But other states, I don't recall ever having to do that. But it's not your, all state.
2: To your point as well, the fighters are the ones starting the drama on social media by by calling it the UFC on social. They media. need to. Yeah, but I'm saying like your your argument is that Dana's going on media, um, Argue like because Dana bar.
1: doesn't talk to them outside of the media. That's what you don't get. Like I said, my relationship with Coker was I give him a call. Hey, can we have this conversation so we can maybe talk about let's get the money right? They're talking about fucking sharing tweets and they're talking about sharing texts. Come on, call your lawyer and share your texts. This is not how you if you want to be the, owner, the, run, the person who runs the promoter of this company and you have your top talent, guys, like Masvidal is a fucking draw. Nick and Nate Diaz are draws. I don't care what you say. John Jones, as much as I don't like him, he's a fucking draw. Like these yes, guys, so so. Okay, but he's. I'm he's, just being honest. Yeah, yeah. No, I look I, at his paper numbers. I have, I have, yeah, and I know what you're okay. saying. But I'm saying if I'm going to compare him to someone like Amanda Nunes, he's a draw.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, when but we're talking, if if you're going to compare John Jones to Nate Diaz, who's the bigger draw? I think Nate is. He is. Yeah, I think Nate is.
1: So, but yeah. the reason why Nate, Nick, and Nate continue to come, make their money, and leave. Is because they know there's going to be a time when they need them to come back and sell a pay-per-view. And so they'll just keep doing that, and they're very smart by doing that. Masvidal's being very smart right now to capitalize. Like he said, 16 years in the business. The iron's hot for me right now. And as much as he's given to the game, like a lot of these fighters have, but this is his moment. You cannot... Step away from the moment when it's right there in front, of you and be like, "Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna take it for the team." No, no,
0: no, not in this sport. <laughs> Sorry. No, because what happens is when you take it for the team and then you lose. Yep. Then the team kind of leaves you. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, I <laughs> so think It's, it's I, a tough I, situation, you know. And I'll always, I'll continue to go back to like my life experiences. My life experiences was, you know, they told me that Pettis was on the was off the the fight for my title shot against uh, against him. And I, what did I do? I said, no, you got to give me someone in the top three if I'm going to fight. Well, like an idiot, I should have just said, you know what? After a dominant performance over Nate Diaz, I'm just going to wait for Pettis. You know, but I didn't. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm getting older. I'm not getting any give younger. Give me Benson. Henderson. Give me, Benson, give me somebody. I, they came to me with Benson later, you know, like a week later. Uh, after i told joe i was like yeah i'm good i saved my money i can wait six months he's like fuck you he called me a week later i'll give you benson but that's what happens like you you have to st- you have to stand your ground against them to get a little bit more of what you want i got what i asked for i asked for someone in the top three i put my foot in my mouth i should have waited for pettis um you know what i mean <laughs> but it was it's it's that situation it's it's that masvidal right now is like no no i'm not waiting I'm going to fight who I want and I'm going to get paid what I want. And if I don't, then he can just walk away. He can. The sad part is. Where's he going to walk away to? I mean, I, here, well, here, yeah, you're right. He can't go anywhere, but I'm saying okay. he could. He if, he,
0: if he was released, he could go. And this is why he's not going to get released. That's the they sad don't thing. release people. Well, really? Well, I mean, who, do, well, who have they released? Well they, said, well, they well, they
1: traded away said, one of the, they traded away one of the best pound for pound guys in the world. They obviously don't want top guys.
0: Well, that was because <laughs> they were thinking about getting rid of a division. Yeah, that he that he had just lost. They the title they,
1: all, they also they didn't they just let Eddie go though as well, right? I mean, here's my thing in the conversation. Know, Eddie,
0: Eddie fought out his contract. No,
1: he did fight out of his contract, but they just they didn't really try to like one up it and come back with it. They just said
0: nope, see you later. Well, no, it was look, yeah, okay, let's hear it. They they offered Eddie a a good contract. Mm-hmm. And one FC offered Eddie a ridiculous contract. Yeah. Okay. Eddie took ridiculous. And you can't blame Eddie for doing that. Okay. Nope. So, you know, good for Eddie. Eddie's always gone where the money is. And that's and I, what makes Eddie Alvarez a very smart young man. And I've always
1: loved Eddie for that. <laughs> always <laughs> loved Eddie for that. You know, um, but God, I, do, do, we see, do we see these guys and these girls finally stick together and make a move? that's no. That, no
0: you don't think so either i don't think so negative either. yeah Ain't gonna happen
1: i don't think so either
0: i wish it would and you know I've, I've talked to fighters about it but the problem is it's exactly what you talked about at the beginning it only takes one to go i'll do it oh you'll you'll make me the main event i'll do it yeah and that's all it takes yep. and then everything just turns to crap for everybody else yep. and so you're either all committed and you stick to, to stick to what you're going to do and you hold them at bay and say, yeah. we're not fighting until you do this. You do that. You have the ability to make things happen. If you don't, you know, and this is what unions are for. And this is why Leslie Smith tried to form a union within yeah. UFC and she got booted for it yeah. because the last thing that the UFC is going to want is that union. And I understand why you understand why. Because it can cause them problems, but but here's, here's, I do not see the fighters sticking together.
1: Here's the thing. If the fighters are ever going to do it, right now is the time because they're hemorrhaging money and they just took it on another loan to pay the interest off on the loan that they have that they bought the company with. If the fighters really want to make a stand, there's no better time after coming off of two and a half months of no fights to stand your ground and try and get a bigger piece of the pie. If you guys fucking blow this, which they will, if they yes. blow it, guess what? You guys have lost that opportunity for the next maybe five to ten years. However long it takes you guys to get your shit together, there's not a better time than right now. If they want to do it, this is the time for them to do it. You know, it spe- I mean, like, when you have John Jones, Mazadal, Nate's pretty much like, ah, I'll come back whenever the fuck I want. Same thing with Nick. You know, you've got guys that have been that, that have been leaving. You know, Eddie was willing to take more money somewhere else. Don't, uh, Roy, uh, Ma, uh, what's it called? Musasi left for more money yeah, to bellator but, but rory the, mcdonald the left for M- more money
0: saucy rory mcdonald eddie alvarez all bought out their contract yep. okay Paige van Zant has said that she's going to fight this last fight against rebus that'll be the last fight on her contract and she's just going to see what her value is that's a smart move by a fighter to see hey what am i worth <clears throat> yeah. what can i get out there is what the ufc if this is where i want to stay is what they're offering me what i want if it's not what i want then i i can always go and see well let me see if someone else will pay me what i want and if somebody else will now you have the choice of okay this company will pay me what i want but i want to be in the ufc i want to fight for them under their promotion is is it worth that money to me yeah and if you say, "Okay, it's worth it to me to you know stay with UFC," okay, I'll make less money. Or, nope, I want the money. I'm This is you know, in your, if you're looking at it smart, this is a short term career. Yes. Let me go and make as much money so I can have something when I'm done. That would probably be your smartest choice. I've. This was my mentality when I came up
1: <clears throat> fighting. I always went where the money went. That was one except for the except for the time when they got rid of the lightweight division in the UFC I had no choice can I, I, but can I, I to, just
0: say I want to say one word yes shrewd
1: shrewd very very, very nice shrewd.
0: baby very very shrewd very nice I'm proud of you always right. keep going man
1: <laughs> always went where the money went except for when the UFC That's got rid good. of the lightweight division and then I went to Pride and then went from there went to Strike Force going where the money is Sure, maybe you're not going to fight under the UFC banner. And so when you're out there socializing, let me ask you how important it is for you to say, I'm a UFC fighter. Because to That's me, it, it didn't didn't mean shit to me. I was like, I'm a fighter, period. Whether it's the UFC, whether it's Bellator, whether it's Strike Force, whether it's Pride, whether it was Dream, I fought in all those organizations. I didn't give a shit. Every time I fight, every time I introduce myself or someone says something, you look like a fighter, you look like a wrestler, your ears, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I FI, MMA. Like the description is that not UFC. It's not Bellator. It's not, you know, sure. And then they ask I talk to them about the conversation and where I fought and things like that. But it's up to the athlete to figure out what's more important to them. Yeah. To be able to turn to someone and say, yeah, I fought in the UFC or I made a million dollars.
0: You need to understand. Okay, it's as simple as as I was watching Chase Hooper fight tonight. Okay? Yeah. I'm watching this kid fight and he's fighting Alex and Alex is, yeah but Alex is just lighting him up yeah I know him. I mean there was such a disparity in the technical level who made that team. match well but th- this is the point is Chase is a 20 year old kid yeah okay why is he fighting in the UFC now and, and, and you know thinking about it now Joe actually said something to that effect eh, is this the right thing for him at this time at McDonald's 20. was 20
1: years old in the ufc you're right
0: rory mcdonald's fucking savage and rory had a better skill set yes. overall yes very true than what chase has chase yeah. is really good on the ground he is he's got really good grappling skills but the game has changed and he you know, also still have have a has baby more. fat on him like, oh my god it looks like he's like in he's middle still, school he's still growing into yeah. his body and stuff and so you look and you go why is he there Well, he's there because he had a trainer that took him and got him a chance on the Dana White Contender Series. Then he wins that fight, and they put him on a little contract that he can fight outside of it and get some more fights in there, and then they finally bring him in, and he wins. And you look and you go, that's good, but he's not going to last. No, He doesn't have the overall game to stay at that level right now. And the one thing that it takes – I don't care what you're doing. It's the same thing as what you were talking about as a fighter. I went through it as an official. It takes a maturity to say, I don't have to work for the UFC. I've been there. I've done it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if I ever go back. Yeah, That's That's the mentality you have to have. If you have that mentality of, hey, been there, done it. Don't even, it doesn't matter if I go back. If I do, great. If I don't, well, that's the mentality that the fighters have to have. The problem is not all of them have the maturity to do it right now. You're seeing that George Masvidal and John Jones, they're starting to get that maturity of saying, Hey, just release me. I'll yeah. go somewhere else, yep. which makes them smart as far as trying to get something done because they're not going to get released.
1: Yeah, there, they there's no way they're getting released. You know, and no. then John being the champion, in both, and I, is that even a title? Be it be
0: didn't, the... didn't, didn't John say he was giving up his title? Yeah, he
1: vacated, but you're still considered he's the vacating. champ.
2: If no, you're vac- John said he, he vacated.
1: Was vacating. He said he's vacated. No, I know you're vacating, but then you still can't. You can still that they still consider you the champ. You can't just leave.
0: Yes. No, you're still under the contract. because yeah. you
1: didn't lose the title. Yes. So that yeah, that would be like you're the champion, so you can never leave. Because in there in that in that contract, it says if you're the champion, you can't leave. So even yeah. if you vacated it,
0: you're still considered their what? Stop. Go ahead. Here's where you're missing it. Okay. Because this is the same as Connor had. If you are the champion, you're right. They can't. So as long as they don't make another champion, they've got you. Gotcha. But as soon as somebody else Gets that belt is is proclaimed oh, the light heavyweight champion of the UFC. Even interim, guess who? Guess who is no longer the champion. John interim, no, no yeah. doesn't really work the same. Got it. But here's the other thing: is is Masvidal a champion? Because he's the BMF nope. holder. Well, he's BMF. Does that count? <laughs> no, that does not. How do you know it's the champion? That Doesn't it's, count. No it, way. Nope. 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 It's nope. It's a title One-time belt. Now, it's everything that they said. That is not a title. Okay. It doesn't belong in a weight class. So he, he's I wouldn't not put it past Dana to fucking is, do well, that. I, I wouldn't put it past them either, but he's not under a champion's
1: fault. Uh, anyways, I, I just, I look at what I'm from the outside looking in. They need to band together and fix this. Like At least put pressure on them to get from 12% to 18 to 20%, somewhere in there. I, look, I'm not all for like, let's just blow the doors open and go right to fucking 40%. I mean, I, <laughs> that's the side I will take with a promotion. Let's ease our way into it. Look, I know you guys are worth more money. I know you guys have been fucking fighting your asses off. Let's go ahead and start making these adjustments for you guys, and we'll start trending that way. Let's get it to 18% now, and we'll work on it, saying, like, say, like, however the NBA and NFL units do it, they renegotiate in 10 years or eight years, or let's revisit it then, you know, because the landscape after this whole COVID thing. It, we don't know where the fucking sport's gonna be in 10 years. So let's try and renegotiate it now when we get to that 10 year mark and we'll renegotiate then and see what's what's going on. That's only fair. I think it is fair, but the thing is in, in, like in the NFL and like in other in baseball and all these, when they have scabs and the scab they find out the scabs can fight and the scabs can and play, guess what? the the, the, the owners are like, maybe we don't need you guys.
0: People just want to tune in to watch fights. They don't want to deal with the drama. Well, it's, but, it's exactly what you're saying, and this is what has made the UFC what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, Lorenzo Fertitta, when he when he bought it, said, "I bought three letters. I bought yeah. UFC." Okay, and he's not lying; he's telling the truth. And you know, I had that conversation with him when he first bought it because he was talking about we're going to make stars. I said, hey, it's not that easy. The one thing the UFC could always control was their brand.
1: So we have you to blame for this.
0: Yes, you know, one of the reasons. <laughs> yeah. <that's>... So. <laughs> What an ass. (laughs) But well, you look and you go, it's the same thing in the NFL. People want to see that uniform on the field. They want to see that Dallas Cowboy uniform. They want to see that Washington Redskin, that Philadelphia Eagles, the LA Rams, whatever it is. They want to see that uniform. I'll even say it Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Yes. Sometimes they don't even care. About the person inside it. That's not true. I, I'm a big Mahomes fan, man. So, when, <laughs> I'm a big a Mahomes big both, fan man. now. Uh. Yeah. When it comes to no football or watching someone with a number 15 on in a Kansas City Chief uniform playing as the place kicker, they'll take that instead of no football. Very true, yeah. But that's because I like football. But if
1: it was that or baseball, I'd fucking say no baseball. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I look at it. Yeah. I mean, like, I like I like playing baseball, but it's like I don't like to watch it. It's boring on TV, except for when it's the playoffs. I wish they would break playoffs the baseball period. season up into two seasons, like two sixty season, like sixty game seasons. Like you have one sixty game season, you have a champion, and then you have wait three or four months and play another I don't know six month series, I don't know anyways I don't even care about baseball. <laughs> it's like watching paint dry um but uh. but but overall, these guys, like I said, this is their moment, this is their opportunity, and if they don't capitalize now, it's gonna be another ten years before they even get another chance if they even get another chance. There's just no way around it, and like I feel like right now is the time and I know it sounds probably very selfish of me and i'm okay with that but you got to stick it to the ufc now you got to stick it to the to that to the promotion and, be Thank like, you. Hey. and you just want to stick it to the poor promotion well you i'm Someday sorry you'll i told figure you figure out the
0: promotion allows you to have a job
1: it's very true you are true and that's why <laughs> and that's why i stood up for the promotion when when you said 30 i said 18 let's do this in baby steps okay i'm going to speak to <laughs> speak to everyone at home and be very clear to them. Like, I'm not trying to stick it to them as in terms of get make them go out of business. But I think the promotion can afford 18%.
0: So if you if you were going to do it and you're going to lay it out, would you lay it out? We'll say, all right, within one year, it has to be 18%. Within five years, it has to be a 20%. That's a
1: good idea. I never thought about that. I would say probably like, in I would say within the first year or two, let's get it to 18 Within five years, let's get it to 22, 23, somewhere in there. And then moving on, maybe we renegotiate back when we renegotiate then. Because let's be real, they're hitting into markets that that they weren't able to hit five years ago or eight years ago. The Russian market was not even in play, you know, and Khabib has put them there. And that market is huge. It seems to be very huge given the pay-per-view numbers that Khabib draws, you know, and um, the, the Irish market because of Conor I don't know if anyone else can be able to, to replicate what he's done in in that type of market but to me Biz Bing and was it uh, Dan Hardy I, I want to say Greg every time I don't know why but Dan but those Different guys sizes. they exploded onto the scene and they made the UK market really popular at the time you know and that money came in and flowed in very well for the UFC at the time did they see that kind of that type of payout when they were there basically like a, G, like a GSP GSP's a whole other level, I get it, but he had the whole country on his back. Was he seeing the figures that he deserved during that time fighting Matt Hughes, BJ Penns, and all these top guys? Was he seeing two and three and five and $8 million paychecks? I don't know. I mean, maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. I mean, that's maybe, the thing. He was. maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, maybe he was, you know, but for someone who was the main fighter out of that country that everyone supported, like Biz yep. Bing and Dan Hardy and like Connor and now Khabib, these are markets they're going to be tapping into that they can go ahead and hit. Then the Mexican market as well. There was Kane and there was, you know, they're hitting new markets that are bringing money and revenue in. Now they're making a little push into, into China as well, into Asia there's gonna be another huge market for them to go ahead and push into and make a lot more money. So I don't wanna hear the money conversation too much. I'm okay with not sticking sticking it to them too hard, but let's get to that 18 and 20 and 22 and 25% within the next four to five years. I like your idea of gradually growing, that's great as well, and renegotiate in five to six years when they're heavy into Russia, when they're heavy potentially into Africa, potentially into Asia, potentially all these other countries. They're going to keep growing. There's no doubt about that. So let's go ahead and start having this conversation now, especially now when they're they're a little weak at the knees during this two and a half month, three month layoff.
0: I know. Look at us solving the problems of the MMA world. Big brain on Josh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that was pretty much all I had to say. I think I'm sure I could keep going, but I think people got the point um what else it'll be
0: it'll be it'll be interesting to see how the because you you, if you if you really take a look at it you had cejudo drop the belt that's right i knew i was forgetting the name okay he dropped the belt and retired you have jones saying i'm dropping the belt and i want to be released and you have masvidal with as you're saying the bmf title saying i want to be released they're right now having more problems than they're used to having so that we'll see we'll see how it all plays out
1: yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, the UFC, they will do what they've always done. They will build somebody in that division or one of those two two divisions take or whatever it is, and they'll take their place. Anytime yep. a fighter thinks they're bigger than the sport, they're not. Let me just we will make sure that that's clear. Whether it's MMA, whether it's football, whatever it is, that's why the nc 2 A's is no problem saying, "You know what? We're giving you an education. We're not going to pay you off your jerseys. You're you'll be nothing without us anyways cuz you have to play here to even get to the NFL." So don't worry about it. We'll just replace you, and we, and that—that's when I try to talk to young fighters, like, oh, I should get paid this, or I used to have conversations with my own family. They would tell me, like, oh, why aren't you making Conor McGregor money? Like he's making all this. I'm like, calm down, you guys, slow, slow down. It, <laughs> there's, there's, there's levels and there's steps to this game. You got to figure it out, and it just takes time, man. So these guys just got to figure out how they can actually make this work without stepping on each
0: other's dicks. I used to tell people all the time. They go, they would sit there and say, oh. So-and-so is irreplaceable. I go, nobody nope. is irreplaceable. Oh, yes, they are. They're, they they do that job. Said, Excuse me. Every, at least every eight years, they replace a person called the president of the United States. Yeah. If he's replaceable, so are you. Yep. don't think that you're not
1: it's funny to hear i hear these uh casuals on like you read their tweets and they're in some of the posts like in our youtube channel and stuff like that and they'll sit there and say like oh man if dana was to leave the whole thing would go on no
0: oh my god no
1: no no, it wouldn't no it wouldn't they would find someone to replace him and the person would probably do a fucking fantastic job okay When when you're dealing with with millions of dollars you'd be you'd be surprised how much people can get done when they're able to throw somebody else's money around. And Dana's a case in point, perfectly clear. He was able to get stuff done because he had a lot of Lorenzo and Frank's money to throw around to get the shot done, they get the shit done. You know, and so um
0: good stuff. I thought I thought today's fights were good. I thought today's show was pretty good. Was there was there fun. was some good there was actually some good fight. There was I love the Cody Garbrandt. I love Sugar Shane Sean, sugar I, Sean. Had to do it. I had to do it sugar Shane Sean uh loved his fight and uh there was a, there were some really quality fights today
2: I thought yeah. Cody
0: really looked good and and Amanda looked fantastic so yeah. they were fun to watch I'm okay with paying for it you yeah. cheap bastard Yes yes I am man. but this this is this is cuz
1: I didn't get paid enough throughout my career <laughs> Okay
0: uh, now you're taking it back Not little, all of us little,
1: are not all of us are money it, bags
0: in little $70 chunks. Jeez, man. That's horrible.
1: <laughs> uh, hey, it's horrible. Hey, it's a start. All right, guys. So, hey, if you guys enjoyed our show, hit the thumbs up on YouTube. That'll share our videos to everyone else. We appreciate you guys tuning in. And like I said in the beginning of the show, we appreciate uh, last week's show. We don't want to get too political with you guys. We don't want to talk too much about um, other stuff. We know you guys come here.
0: No, politics. Uh, no, politics. Either, right?
1: We know you guys come to us. Uh, for MMA and for the sports knowledge and our actual expertise in this sport, and so we are very thankful. So please share our show, hit the thumbs up. Also subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher. All the platforms we're available on all of them. And share our videos if you guys share them on Instagram, uh, Twitter, any of those things. Please tag us in it. We will actually retweet you or reshare your your uh your post. We thank you guys. Anything else, John?
0: Yeah, go to Pro Wrestling Tees for weighing in shirts and i think you use josh thompson right
1: it's so it's pro wrestling dot com slash josh thompson official and then we have uh, yeah. some new shirts up there and so check those out and then we're getting together i think another one aren't we dave yeah speaking of the mic so people can hear When you. is that
2: coming yes. man yeah when's that coming what's going on uh the guy sent it over to me the other day um I- who is this guy by the way uh, his name is Lick, and he's helping me with some designs. So, I'll, is his I'll, name I'll, Luke? I'll announce more once we once obviously we've all figured out. Is it
1: out. Lick or Look?
2: Luke, like Rockhold.
1: Oh, Rockhold. Luke, Luke. Luke. Yes. I couldn't understand Luke. you. I thought maybe you were you, trying I am
2: your father. I thought
1: he was trying to lick the mic. He's <laughs> like, his name is <laughs> Lick. <laughs> his name is Lick. The I'm mic. sorry, lick. Dave. Oh That's man. All right. Well, hey, we thank you guys. And uh, hey, see you guys next time.